Hello, all you beautiful people out there. My name is Jordan, one half of your hosting duo. And I'm the other half of your hosting duo, Brad. And thank you so much for joining us for yet another episode of Beers with Queers, the podcast where we cover everything from curious topics to interviews to everything else over the LGBTQ rainbow. So without further ado, sit back, relax, crack open a beer, and let's be queer. Each week, we're going to share a fun queer fact with you before we start each episode. So this is mine for this week. In 1900s London, homosexual men made up an entire slang language called Polari so that they could communicate in public without fear of being arrested. And now that you know another thing about the gay community, we can delve into this week's episode. So this week, we actually come up with a list of the top 10 cringeworthy things that you shouldn't say to an LGBTQ person. Now, some of these things, you may actually talk to someone once you get to know them better, and some of the things on this list you really shouldn't ever bring up unless the person feels comfortable opening up with you. One of the things you might be thinking is, how does my sexuality come up to a brand new person. So Jordan, have you ever been introduced by one of your straight friends in a way that may show your sexual preference? Absolutely 100%. This happens actually quite a bit, especially with friends that I am pretty close to, I consider. But it'll just, and it's nothing bad, it'll just be like, hey, this is Jordan, Uh, you know, If it's a girl, they're going to be like, you don't have to worry about him. He's just one of the girls like us. Or if it's a guy, she'll probably be like, he's one of the prettier dudes because, you know, he's gay. He doesn't like girls. And so I'm fine with it myself personally. I'm a very open person. I don't try to hide the fact that I'm gay. But definitely if it's someone that's not as comfortable with people wanting to know about it, I can see where it's a pretty big issue. Yeah, I think it's strange that someone would present someone's sexuality right out of the gate. I mean, I have heard people introduce someone as, hey, this is my friend Jack. He's gay. And that seems strange because you've never heard a straight person introduce another straight person as straight. Hey, this is Jake. He's straight. Don't worry about it. And honestly, that is true. I feel like part of it is... They want to show you how open they are with it and how open their friends are with it. Like, yeah, see, you're gay. They don't have an issue with it. And it's like, I mean, if it's not brought up naturally, I don't think it needs to be made that big of a deal of. Because, I mean, like for me personally, I'm not really one to be the center of attention. And so, of course, I don't want people to be like, oh, yeah, there's that uh, token gay guy she introduces to earlier. And I'm just like, eh, okay. Yeah, and also, when someone introduces you as gay, that also leads people to believe that's your defining quality. Like, when people introduce themselves as what they do for work, that actually kind of irks me in a way because I'm like, so you are an engineer. Is that the most important? Is that the defining quality of what person you are? And the same way goes into if someone introduces someone as gay, it's like, this person is gay. So everything about them centers around that fact. And that's something I agree with, too, especially going back to the whole people introducing each other by, like, saying what their job title is. I actually saw, like, a post on the Internet the other day where it was, like, people tell you what they do for a living so you can judge the amount of respect 
to give someone or be given. And I guess the thing kind of goes the same way with being gay. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm gay. Like all the stereotypes you hear are true. We're pretty, we're funny, we're witty. And I think it, it really does sometimes, even though it's pretty innocent, it can feed into that stereotype. So once the person knows you are gay and they want to strike up a conversation with you, this goes into our list of 10 cringeworthy things that you should never lead into a conversation with someone you just met that you know that they're gay. Number one is saying, you just don't strike me as gay. Folks, this really isn't a compliment that you think it is. Firstly, this implies that gay people all look and act in a certain way, which comes off as insensitive and out of touch. And in the same vein, telling someone that they are too pretty or too masculine to be gay reinforces really false stereotypes about gay people. It is in the American zeitgeist. Gay guys are very feminine. They speak with the, you know, yes, God, that sort of accent that you hear on TV shows all the time. And then with women, it's the opposite. Most American people are like, oh, well, you don't look like a lesbian. You have long hair. You're really feminine. You're not like buzz cut and driving a pickup truck. This does really irk me too when I hear it because it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Let me just go gayify myself for you real quick. It really is about stereotypes at that point and that's one thing we want to do is avoid those stereotypes because we are all unique and stereotypes can suck it true <laughs> so anyway moving on to number two we have don't use the term homosexual now this is honestly can be a weird one because the term homosexual i mean it is true we are homosexuals but at the same time just the word itself has been used so much by christian organizations any religious organization really that is against lgbt rights and it does it is starting to have a negative connotation to it and so really the more appropriate term is just use gay lesbian uh asexual any of those actual defining terms instead of just the overall umbrella of homosexual. The first thing that comes to mind when someone says homosexual or think of homosexual is like a son that says homosexuality is wrong or homosexuality is against God. So even though it's like a true statement, it also has a bit of a negative connotation to it. Another thing, it is, it's so formal that that's the reason it's used by so many hate organizations. And so when I'm introducing someone, I'm not like, oh, I'm a homosexual or, oh, he's a homosexual. You know, it's just kind of like, he's gay. You know, that's all there is to need to know about it. We don't have to be so formal and use words that, you know, other people use to hurt us. Even though that goes right back to the first one, we shouldn't really be introducing anyone as gay anyways. Exactly. So that leads to number three, which is my uncle, brother, or cousin is gay. Guess what, folks? You don't have to tell us about your gay family members the moment you find out someone's gay. And most likely, we do not want to date them. Unless they're cute. Now, this is definitely a big pet peeve with a lot of gay people I know. Because as soon as they do start to open up and they're like, you know, I am gay. The first thing people want to do is be like, well, you know, my cousin's brother's friend is gay. You two would really hit it off. And it's like, okay... First of all, just because we're both gay doesn't mean that we want to get together or know each other. And it, it does just, it's like, how many gay people do you think there are in this world, let alone this county? And it's like, 
you know, we're not just that desperate to find other gay men that we want to jump on this strange person you're trying to set us up with. Also, we probably don't know every gay person that you're talking about. As soon as people find out, the first thing they do is start running down their family tree or people that they work with, and they're like, do you know this person? So this is actually called tokenism, and it's a practice of making a perfunctory or symbolic effort to be inclusive to members of minority groups, especially by recruiting people from underrepresented groups like the LGBT community in order to give the appearance of racial or gender equality. It's usually intended to create the impression of social inclusiveness or diversity. My favorite of these is my cousin is gay and he's pretty cool. And going back to that whole or like when people do find out you're gay, they're like pulling up their social media accounts. Do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? This is my great uncle. And I'm like, he's like 50. I'm 20. Where do you think we're going to meet at? Just because he's gay doesn't mean we all have like this symbiotic bond where we can tell what the other's doing. Moving on to number four on our list. We have, are you sure you're gay? I mean, have you ever tried being with a woman or a man? And this is one of those where it's extra cringe because obviously my retort to that is going to be, well, have you ever tried being with a man or a woman? And they all of a sudden, most of the time, they get really wide-eyed and shocked and they're like, oh, no. And it's like, exactly. So how do you know that you're straight? Uh, And it's the same way. It's like, well, gee, I don't have to you know, test the waters to see if it's good or not. I can just not like it. I mean, if someone's going to ask you, are you sure about this? Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure about this. This is the life I've lived all of this time. In a way, they're saying maybe your inexperience is leading you down the wrong path. And that's my question right back to him. Maybe your inexperience has led you down the straight path. Moving on to number five, who is the man in the relationship? Or flat out asking, who's top and bottom? This is actually an extremely invasive sexual question into someone's life. I mean, ask yourself, would you be comfortable asking a straight person that you just met or worked with a similar type question about what they preferred sexually? Like, could you say, hey, Karen, do you prefer vaginal or anal sex? No, you wouldn't do that. I mean, I probably would, but that's just me. (laughs) And uh, that would be a cringeworthy thing that you shouldn't say to a straight person. You shouldn't, but going right back to that, you shouldn't say it to a gay person either. I mean, I, I, I guess to people that aren't gay, the terms top and bottom aren't sexual to them because that's something that's just like, oh, that's just a gay thing. But in reality, it's like we're both dudes or we're both women, depending on how you identify. And we happen to be in a relationship together. There doesn't need to be these heteronormative uh, terms put on a gay relationship. And honestly, I feel like it's a way for straight people that don't understand the community to try and put it in their own way and terms to try to identify with it. But at the same time, it is really one, it's really rude. And two, it is very cringe. I do flinch every time I hear someone ask that. Also, when someone asks who's the man in the relationship, this goes right back to those old stereotypes. We're both the men in the relationship. Uh, What is the man's role in the relationship? The old stereotypes that you're talking about or the unique individual things that make up this particular unique relationship? I agree with that. It's, you know, just let them be. We don't have to 
put it into simple terms. Now, moving on to number six, we have, when did you decide to be gay? And it's like, well, it all started when I watched Brokeback Mountain. You know, it's like they're expecting some sort of awakening, like big epic story to be like, and that is how I learned to like dudes. But in reality, it's like, uh, I was born this way and just when I started getting old enough to realize you know like oh that guy's cute and all that stuff there's no set point where you're straight and then you just all of a sudden turn gay. I believe that you're born gay. I think this one can be summed up perfectly by the one true queen Lady Gaga because we were all born this way because God makes no mistakes. This is going into number seven now. This is one that I've actually heard before and I literally physically cringed when I heard it. It was someone telling a transgender person, I would have never known that you were transgender. This is something that cisgender people say to compliment someone, but it's very inappropriate. What you're actually telling them that is that they're passing for a cisgender. Passing means that a transgender person can go into a area and not immediately be recognized as transgender. And this also implies that passing is a good thing, that you'd want to be go into an area and not be known as a transgender person. And that's not always the case. It's not. And when people do say this, I do believe they mean well. They are trying to be like, oh, yeah, I had no idea you were trans. But it does come off as very offensive because it's like, well, we, they don't have to fit your description of passing. They can just be who they are and not have to worry about it. And so it's one of those things where it's like said by well-meaning people, but it's something we definitely have to unlearn saying because not everyone is comfortable with being told that. The other thing is that if someone tells you you just don't look transgender, they are pushing the focus back onto appearance. And appearance, folks, is not the number one thing that we should be looking for in this. I mean, appearance is not the person. And if you tell someone that they pass for being cisgender, that's just another way of saying, I'm accepting you because you look cisgender. And that too, it's like, yeah, I'm accepting you because you you look like a girl or you look like a boy. But it, again, it is taking those people with unique personalities and feelings and fears and all that and condensing them into that little tiny transgendered box again based solely around how the straight people think they identify as. Or what they should look like. Because, you know... One last point is a lot of them, sometimes they are transgender, but they still may not identify as a boy or a girl. Even though you think that's what they look like, that may not be what they identify as. That's exactly true. And moving on to number eight, and this is a huge pet peeve uh, that honestly probably gets you slapped by people that don't know you that well. And that is, have you had the surgery yet? And this is probably one of the most invasive, rude questions you could ask a person. It's like, hey, I just met you or I don't know you that well, but let's talk about your genitals and what it, what does it look like down there now so I can get a better picture. And it's just like one that's perverted and very, very personal. And it's like, you don't walk up, I don't walk up to a girl or a boy in the street. I'm like, hey, 
what's in your pants? Do you mind to describe it for me just so I can, you know, get a better feel of it? And it's just, it does piss me off when I hear it. It also implies that all people that are transgender are aiming to have gender reassignment. And that's not the case. And that's true. You know, transgendered people don't have to have any type of surgery to be considered a woman or a man or however they identify as. And I think that's something a lot of people have a misconception about. They think they identify as a transgendered woman, so they must want all the surgeries that go, they think, go along with it. And that's not always the case. They just want to be known for who they are, which is a woman or a man. Moving on to number nine, asking a bisexual person, but you're really just gay, right? Or you're really just straight, right? When you say this to a bisexual person, you're really implying that you don't believe that their sexuality even exists. Sexuality is a spectrum with everyone having different levels which which they are attracted to men or women or whatever gender is out there. So to tell someone that you are really just gay or you're really just straight, you're really saying, I don't believe in your sexuality at all. And not only that, I do hear a lot, you know, it's just bisexual people are just being stingy or they're being Jezebels and just wanting to sleep with everyone. And it's always like, well, you just don't want to make a decision because you just want to sleep with everybody. And again, it's like just because because they identify as bisexual doesn't mean they want to sleep with everyone that they come in contact with. In fact, there's a lot of people who identify as bisexual who has never actually had a same-sex sexual experience. I know several people like that that identify as bisexual and they're married to the opposite gender, but they still identify as bisexual because, you know, they're still like, I still find women or men attractive. And that's what I feel comfortable the term using is bisexual. Even though I've never had that uh, same sex experience before, they still have the feeling and they know they would enjoy that experience if it does happen. And moving on to number 10, and again, another pet peeve one, what is your real name? And this goes back to the whole people trying to be way too friggin' nosy for their own good. Um, You know, a lot of the time, transgender people do change their names to better fit who they are. And so they have what is called a a dead name. And that's exactly what it is. It's dead. And there is literally no reason on this planet why you need to know that name. If they introduce you, introduce themselves as so-and-so, that's what you call them, so-and-so. And you don't be like, well, what was your name before? You know, again, very rude, very invasive, and just flat out disrespectful. You only use the name that someone gives you. There is no other reason whatsoever to use any other name than the name someone gives you. That goes for straight people. That goes for gay people. You don't know what's going on in someone's life. If they give you a name, that is their name. That's exactly right. And it is with everybody because I have friends that have changed their names that aren't transgender. They just associate their past dead name with, you know, a traumatic childhood or experience. And they just want to move past that. And so when you ask people, you know, well, what what was your real name? Not only is that rude, but it can also bring bring back all those painful memories that they have associated with that name. Because that's one fascinating thing that some of the transgender friends that I have, they kind of see it as, you know, killing off and burying that 
part of their life because a lot of the times that part of their life does include a lot of trauma, a lot of pain. And so every time you bring that up, the fact that they have a dead name to begin with just brings all those feelings and emotions right back to the surface. It goes back to the age old saying of, you know, words do hurt. Even if you can't see it, it can be very hurtful. Exactly. And so that's our top 10 cringeworthy things that you shouldn't say to an LGBTQ person. Now, I'm going to say this, that you'd want to talk to someone after you find out that they're gay. That is very cool that you're open and you're you're curious and you want to learn about things. I have to applaud you for that. It's just that people really find gay people interesting. It's almost like a new creature at the zoo sometimes. And we're not. We're just people just like everybody else. You know, once someone gets to know you, some of these questions may be appropriate, but this is not stuff that you just ask someone that you just met because they're the token gay person now. Just adding to that point, it it is well-meaning cisgendered people that think, oh, we'll talk about this, you know, gay-related or LGBT-related because they think it's making the person more comfortable, the fact that they're so open with it. But nine times out of ten, or at least in my experience and the people that I know, they don't want it made such a big deal. Really, all they want is just to be treated normally and equally. They don't want you to make a whole spectacle out of it. Like, hey, you know, he's gay. This is my gay friend. I love my gay friend and all this. It's like, awesome. We love you for being so supportive. But at the same time, it's like, just don't treat them so good just because they're gay. You know, just treat them because they're your friend and being gay is just a part of who they are, not their whole personality. I've got some really good friends that's very open-minded that I'm just going to drop this podcast on them and be like, hey, you might want to listen to this because they are very well-meaning, but I've heard of a lot of these things from these well-meaning people. Same here. And with me, I kind of just, you know, laugh it off. I'm like, I, I, I understand where they're coming from and what they mean. So it's no big deal to me. But a lot of the people, it is a big deal for them. Again, it's just, you mean well, but we also have to learn how to give people their space and respect their boundaries. Just respect that they're different and that if they feel like it, they're going to share that part of themselves with you eventually. Exactly. When you two, that's how you probably know when you've reached a really good friend level is when they do come to you to open up about it. And I think that's really the lesson to be learned is slow and steady wins the race. Just try to be chill and let them come to you in their own time. Thank you guys again for joining us for another episode of Beers with Queers. We hope you enjoyed this episode and please feel free to message us with topics or ideas that you have for future episodes. And please be sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever platform it is you guys are listening on. It helps us out so much and it helps us continue to bring you guys new content every week. We hope you have a wonderful day. Until next week, stay stay queer. queer.